If you're good at something, never do it for free. Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up, just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, would you still agree? Typhoon, y'all know me, and I'm coming up, just wait and see. If you're good at something, never do it for free. But if you're great at something, hey everyone, welcome back to Kevin and the Wu Tang Clan, and we are finally back. Uh, The NFL season has officially started. We're recording this on a Sunday night. Unfortunately, my brother and I weren't able to do our traditional NFL preview podcast where we give our playoff picks and things like that. Maybe we overreact to week one games uh, that we saw today. But Mike, welcome back on to the podcast. Thanks, Kev. It's good to be back. It's good to have football back. I know. It, it definitely was good to have football back. Uh, obviously, this Thursday game, I don't know if you got to watch uh, the Chiefs win against the Houston Texans on Thursday. And that was a great little preview for Sunday. And I was all locked in just watching the games on uh, games today. But for you, before we get into the the whole, all the action regarding the games, and I've talked about the coronavirus and the impact it's had on different sports, namely Premier League soccer and in basketball with the bubble. With football, we haven't been able to kind of dive into that. What was your reaction to how surreal it was to see all the seats across stadiums not have people in the stands yeah I mean it was it was weird but I feel like at this point with coronavirus we're we're used to it right like if you're watching the NBA playoffs um you're just kind of used to these the sporting events just not having any fans at at the games anymore so it it was a little bit strange but honestly I quickly got used to it and I was kind of surprised how good the the product was right um overall I I thought the games were great today yeah it, the games were great and I think the thing is what while maybe at home watching the game didn't change much the atmosphere probably for the people in the stadium, the players, the coaches, whether it be the reporters, all those types of people, the people that are involved with game day operations, I'm sure for them it was weird, but because, I mean, I haven't been to an NFL football game probably in two or three years or so, so I'm used to watching the product on TV and not much has changed. They even pumped in mm-hmm. sound from the audience and things like that. So it's not like much a change for me from an from a at-home experience, but I'm sure for players it was super surreal to to not hear different things going on and and at different moments when tense situations when when the audience and the fans would normally be cheering it was probably Mm -hmm. dead silent to them on the field where they could hear the snap count clearly and I mean watching the Tampa Bay New Orleans game it didn't seem like some Tampa uh the Tampa defense could really control themselves kind of uh jumping in the in the neutral zone a couple times uh 
maybe being affected by some of the pumped in uh, the sound by New Orleans, but overall it wasn't that different of a product compared to what we're used to. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it was kind of interesting. I felt like I could hear the players a little bit better though. Like, yeah, definitely. You, you could definitely. kind of hear like, like the players say like, "Get him," or like, like I don't know, just just like hyping themselves up. But I thought that was like a nice like kind of interesting wrinkle where you could actually hear the players a little bit more. Right. And then also just the snap count and being able to hear some of the quarterback quarterback cadences were a little bit more clear, um, being able to hear them say hike and, you know, hike the ball and stuff like that were, were a little more clear. So I wonder if the timing aspect for the defensive lineman to get off the ball ends up changing or that can be analyzed from week to week and whether or not quarterbacks and offenses kind of play this cat and mouse game against the defensive line so that they change their cadence up a little bit to slow down the defensive lineman from rushing. And I think that's probably the interesting wrinkle as we move further and further along in the league. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how some of the coronavirus stuff or <laughs> lack of the fans there plays into uh, the games moving forward. But overall, I I don't think it really changed that much, to be honest. Right. So, Mike, let's get into the games. Uh, we obviously didn't get our uh, preview picks or anything like that, but we can give that towards the end of the podcast. What were your thoughts on just the overall play? Did you think the play was sloppy at all? without any preseason games and things like that and at the after effects uh, or the effects of coronavirus and what it has to uh, maybe just the overall gameplay. And were there any games that kind of stuck out to you and how, and what games were you interested in seeing and how teams would do? No, I mean, none of the games, I, I really can't call out any team for being particularly sloppy. Honestly, except for our Jets, that was <laughs> they were bad. That was and a, Cleveland, that was a tough watch. Cleveland did not look any better either against uh, Baltimore. I, I even was, though Baltimore, even though Baltimore is probably one of the favorites to get to the Super Bowl, they did not look good either. Yeah, yeah, that first quarter, like you know, it looked okay, but you know, Baltimore. I think Baltimore looked a lot better than we thought. I like than I thought they would. I I actually thought that they might kind of regress a little bit. But the Browns, I thought that they looked like a decent team. Like they have some talent there, but it was it was it was a really rough watch for the Browns and and our Jets, I'd say. Um, but yeah, in terms of the games that I liked, um, I I mean there 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 are a lot of good games for today. I, I thought that the Kind of just taking a look through. Obviously, you had the Saints Buccaneers. That was kind of the marquee match. Um, not really quite. I, I don't know if it quite led up to the hype, but it was, it was a solid game overall. Cardinals 49ers, great game. Uh, the Rams Cowboys, which just finished, I thought was a pretty solid game as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the games were relatively close, and it's kind of interesting to see like who's. You don't want to overreact too much, but you know, it, it is kind of interesting to see. Um, some teams who you thought might have something this year, just not like the Eagles. Um, and kind of interesting. Yeah, that was like that was a really peculiar, strange game too. Uh, 
you know, going up 17 and then Washington scoring 27 unanswered, which to me just sound was kind of ridiculous uh, to see a Washington team that I think coming into this season, people didn't expect much from potential struggles and their offense or their defensive line with Chase Young played extremely well. I think sacking Carson Wentz eight times. So uh, that is one aspect of their team to look out for as they move forward. Uh, Mike, let's get into some specific games. What game did you, did you want to get into or caught your eye probably the most that you found fascinating? Yeah, I, it's tough to say that one really stood out. Um, I think that there are just a lot of like mini, interesting mini subplots, but I think that one game that we could kind of start off with um, is I, I'd love to talk about Cardinals 49ers. Uh, I'm in SF right now. A lot of hype with this 49ers team, but it looks like a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover um, for the 49ers. Yeah, and I, I think kind of initially for me I don't know if I expected them to lose this game necessarily but overall I I out of all the teams or out of the teams in the the NFC I think there's just a lot of competition for them Um, going Mm -hmm. up against New Orleans looks extremely well Tampa obviously with Brady and the the additions they made this offseason have a bunch of weapons you can never count out Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers. Seattle looks extremely good. So there's just a lot of competition in the NFC. And San Francisco don't have some of the things that I would say offensively. I'm I'm curious to see how Jimmy Garoppolo looks over the course of the season. Today he threw for 200 60 yards and two touchdowns so it wasn't bad necessarily it was just some key yep. moments that they weren't able to convert yeah they're, they're missing some wide receivers uh it looked like Kittle was a little banged up uh part of the game um you know some of their wide receivers as well like you no know, Debo Samuel um yeah it, um, it just seems like their first yeah. round pick Brandon Ayuk was out as well so it it was yeah. It was so they're a little bummed out for them. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that that's like one team that I thought was curious. And then on the other side of things, you know, the the Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins connection looked extremely good today. A great yeah, a great offseason pickup for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I mean Hopkins kind of showing why he's worth all that money. Like that offense just. It, it, it's just like it, it's so dangerous now with Hopkins, right? Like the Cardinals look like they could put up points on on really any team. Um, I, I'm not like completely sold on the defense, but I mean this offense is as explosive as any, especially with Hopkins now. Yeah, totally agree. And I mean, maybe, I think yeah, maybe, maybe not Chiefs level, yeah. but uh, pretty pretty solid. Right, right. For sure. And I think, you know, you kind of mentioned the Chiefs there, and that's kind of where I wanted to go next with Mahomes and the other Super Bowl team and whether or not there was any type of hangover from the Super Bowl. And they just kind of looked like they were – they. it was like a continuation of last year. And Mahomes mm-hmm. looked really solid. He didn't throw for much yardage, 
but he, I mean, ripped apart Houston's defense. Clyde, yeah. you know, CEH, uh, we, a lot of my friends uh, that are law school friends like to call him the law firm, the new law firm, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis or what I think that was his name for the, uh, the Patriots, uh, I think is kind of replacing uh, is being replaced by Clyde Edward Tolaire with his uh, hyphenated name, but he looked extremely solid in his NFL debut running the ball. And it doesn't look like they will be missing. Um, uh, the, who's the guy that set, is sitting out for them this year? Um, Damian Williams. Yeah. Damian Williams uh, running the ball. So he looks like an added threat in the backfield as well. So it's, their offense looked extremely good. So I'm not exactly sure which team can really keep up with them offensively. Uh, it seems like that the Chiefs and the Ravens are on a crash course collision uh, for the AFC championship game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, just really briefly on the Texans Chiefs game. Uh, Texans, I, I don't I don't see it for them this year. Um you know, Bill O'Brien is really going to try and feed David Johnson the carries uh, to make himself look okay in that trade. But, I mean, David Johnson looks pretty good, but that team overall looks like it's taken a it, – it just looks – that offense is is a little bit different without Hopkins in it. And for the Kansas City Chiefs, like, like you were saying, they have not missed a beat. CEH just, like, adds another really scary component to that offense. Like, he, he looked really explosive – he had that one goal line carry where he got stuffed a few times, but just to have that kind of like Kareem Hunt player back, um, it, it just seems like every like every drive for Kansas City they're gonna score. That's like the feeling you get, right? So I, I totally agree. Like for this week as a whole, like Chiefs Ravens, kind of we're the most impressive teams in the AFC. Yeah, it it seems like they. I mean, and we have a couple more games tomorrow, so we're obviously recording this on a Sunday so we're not we haven't watched the Monday night games but there what what are your thoughts on just in terms of what you saw in the NFC now that we covered the AFC uh contenders you know Seattle beat Atlanta 38-25 Green Bay while it seems fairly close at at the end 43-34 they were comfortably ahead most of the game New Orleans be probably the hottest team uh, or the trendiest pick with Tom Brady moving from New England to Tampa Bay in a very comfortable game for Drew Brees and uh, the New Orleans Saints. And and then even tonight, um, the Rams beating Dallas. And I don't know if you watched all of that game, but there was some controversy as what, as to whether or not that was a, Pass, offensive pass interference uh, on the final mm-hmm. drive of the game on Michael Gallup against Jalen Ramsey. Um, and there's some controversy as to whether or not McCarthy, uh, Mike McCarthy, who is the new head coach replacing Jason Garrett from Dallas, whether or not he made the correct play call on that key fourth and three, or he should have just kicked the field goal probably eight or nine minutes left in the fourth quarter so mm-hmm. they're they're out of like all of those teams mike 
um, as the NFC, who really impressed you and who would you say disappointed um, at least in the first week? Yeah. So on a few of those games, so Seahawks, Falcons, I'd say the, uh, the Seahawks really impressed me actually. Like they probably impressed me the most in their game. Cause I actually don't think the Falcons are a kind of a pushover team this year. I think the Falcons are a real, I, I, I like them for the potential wild card actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Seahawks looked really, really good. Um, even with a few drop passes from, you know, like DK Metcalf and all like the Seahawks looked like they were humming. I think that Russell Wilson, he, he wants that MVP. And I think this might be the year for him. So uh, I think the Seahawks are the most impressive team for me. Um, I mean, just looking at the Packers Vikings game too, I, I kind of, you know, everyone's kind of saying how that uh, the division is open, right? But the Packers for me have always, they're still like half a cut above, you know, like the Vikings, um, you know, Bears, Lions. So I, I was kind of surprised with everyone thinking that the Packers were going to regress so much when they were 13 and three last year. So I, I, I still have the Packers winning that division. And, you know, they kind of just looked apart against the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's, in, he's on a mission. Um, I, I, I think that we're not going to see a ton of four touchdown games from him, but the Packers did look really uh, quite impressive too. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just really quickly on the Saints-Buccaneers, kind of a disappointing game overall. Not sure how much of you caught you caught of that game. I watched but, that was the game that I had on and that was on on the big screen uh this afternoon and to me I thought you know especially after that first drive from Brady where they ended up kind of marching down the field punching it in scoring taking the lead yep. um I was like okay here we go this this Bucks offense looks extremely unstoppable and then it it just kind mm-hmm. of unraveled from there in terms of Brady missing a lot of throws um and and yep. to be fair I think a lot of people if they hadn't been paying attention to him they would realize that he had he's you know obviously older and has dropped off but his accuracy today was just there were just some th- balls and throws you were kind of like where is he throwing that to or who is he throwing that ball to and I think that's where a lot of um, people are maybe a little bit surprised and they need like they need Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette to run the ball effectively to be able to help Tom Brady out in this offense yeah I uh, I mean, I didn't think that the Buccaneers were going to beat the Saints, but neither did it, I. It didn't look yeah. like, yeah, it didn't look. But like it wasn't Tom, a like competitive game. Right. Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't a competitive game. I mean, after the second quarter, it was. It, it looked like the Saints had a lot of control uh, in the game, um, but yeah, I mean, Tom Brady and Drew Brees to some degree, like it did look like, it, it didn't look like both of those, like the quarterbacks. Tom Brady or Drew Brees are, are really going to be the uh, headliner for why their team would win a Super Bowl. Um, like they just, you know, when you watch like Lamar Jackson, when you watch 
uh, you know, Mahomes, when you watch like, I don't know, like even like a Kyler Murray or like some of the more dynamic, like up and coming new young QB, it, it just looks like Tom Brady and Drew Brees are not there anymore, right? In that top echelon. So we'll see, but you're right. Like Tom Brady, he looked pretty surgical, but then he started seeing some weird throws from him where it's like, you know, that dump off pass to uh, the running back, right. For like a screenplay is like super low. It, it was just like any kind of pressure for Tom Brady. Like you just saw him try and dump it off as soon as possible. So um, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried, frankly, for the Bucks, but the Saints, they just have talent at so many positions. Even if Drew Brees isn't kind of firing like he used to, I think that they just have so much talent everywhere on that team that um, they're they're definitely one of the contenders for this year. Right. And I think that to me that like the Saints are definitely one of the contenders. And we'll see whether or not Brady is going to be able to right the ship and Tampa is going to be able to contend because I think they're pretty – uh, hot like wild card team and maybe people have chosen them to to win the NFC South I still think New Orleans is probably better and obviously watching the game today kind of confirms a little bit of that aspect of things but you know there there's like a lot of interesting plays and I don't know if you got to watch the Rams-Cowboys uh, game. And I, I don't think a lot of people are expecting much from the Rams just because of how much they've lost over the past couple of years. Um, just being able to, just in terms of losing guys to other teams and having a lot of their depth being poached by other teams from that Super Bowl team two years ago. And a lot of a lot of the responsibility is going to be on Jared Goff to carry this team. And the, what impressed me tonight was while Goff didn't have like a crazy stat line, they were able to move the ball fairly effectively against Dallas's defense and Malcolm Brown. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I know you have Cam Akers on your, on your fantasy team. So I don't know how much that hurt, but Malcolm Brown had a really good game today. Uh, rushing for 80 yards and two touchdowns so mm-hmm. he looked mm-hmm. fairly solid in terms of replacing uh, Todd Gurley um, and, and that backfield over there so and and I, I think there were just like a lot of key decisions talked about the Mike McCarthy like whether or not he should have gone for it on fourth and three or should have just kicked the the field goal to tie it up there well what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on that I, I mean, I, I, hindsight's like twenty twenty, right? Um, but I, I kind of see what he was trying to go for. I, 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 I think that he should have like taken, you know, the three points there. But I, I kind of, I, I see what he was trying to do, but it, it, it really wasn't the smartest decision. Um, yeah, yeah, I, but yeah, in yeah. Terms of, in terms of like the. There's another like kind of controversial play with the pass interference. Um, I mean, Jalen Ramsey got beat. That I, I really didn't see that penalty call. Um, Neither did I. I didn't see it. I thought it was so, a weak PI call. Um, Ramsey kind of sold it like a English Premier League soccer player, uh, kind of throwing yeah. his head back, acting like he got pushed um, for the pe- <laughs> the pass interference call, which I didn't see. 
And obviously these pass interference calls this year are not reviewable. Um, so that's just a reminder for everyone that there's that rule change that because of all the controversy and the subjectiveness as to whether or not that's a pass interference, um, the, the NFL decided to scrap that rule. So none of these pass interference calls are reviewable anymore. Yeah, which kind of, I mean, if you review that, I mean, you did see some, um, you know, kind of jostling with like the arms, but it, it really is a very subjective, play, like very, very subjective call. And yeah, I agree. Like Ramsey just sold it. I, I really did not see the pass interference call. And, you know, you have that play there in the red zone. They're probably playing in overtime and who knows what happens from there. So it's this game was a lot closer than I thought. Like, I'll, I'll give McCarthy kind of some, you know, some some bit of a leash. But I, I, I think the Cowboys and the Rams, like the Rams are stacked with talent. They have like two of the top 10, 15 defensive players in the league. Um in Donald and Ramsey. So they, they just have so much talent that I, I think that the NFC with the Rams, Cowboys, Saints um, are just, there's, there's a lot of potential for, uh, yeah, just, I, I'm super excited for the NFC, right? So much talent. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of see. I, I don't really have one team as like the clear front runner, but it's a very level playing field overall in the NFC teams. Yeah, and I think the analytics probably would say on that fourth down play to probably go for it. And this the the play I'm talking about is the fourth fourth and three call that McCarthy mm-hmm. made to go for it. And obviously our, our favorite, the clapper who's not there, Jason Garrett, um, probably would have settled and kicked the field goal. And what I was reading on Twitter <laughs> was probably the analytics community favored what McCarthy did in terms of going for it um, on fourth and three there. And a lot of traditionalists would say, you just kick the, kick the field goal, take the points, um, especially that early in the fourth quarter. And for me personally, I probably would have kicked the field goal there. And, and then from there, maybe ramped up the, I guess, aggressiveness just because, especially like, I don't know if you watch towards the end where Sean McVay, they ended up having a fourth and one, the Rams. And if, if they converted on that fourth and one, they pretty much iced the game and they, they decided to punt the ball for me Mm -hmm. there. I probably go for it instead of punting it just because that one play can win you the game and swings the odds in, in, in in terms of it being like pretty much un, undoubtedly the the one play that wins the game. And I think that's where I probably would have gone for it. But mm-hmm. that fourth and three play, especially the play that en- ended up resulting in a C.D. Lamb two-yard drag route where maybe he p- should have ran the route a yard further out, um, people were talking about the timing being off on that play and Dak should have let the ball go there. There's just a lot of factors that go into that play. Obviously there was pressure from Aaron Donald that caused Dak Prescott to retreat. So there, 
there's just a lot of things that go into it and the execution could be blamed. Um, a lot of people on Twitter, I think were split on in terms of whether or not they should have gone for it. Um, some people were just happy. They didn't have Jason Garrett making the call in terms of being super conservative. Um, to me, I think you should have kicked field goal, but I think I see the other side and a lot of people are going to hate the call because it wasn't successful. Yep. Yep. I mean, the Dallas like offense, number one in the league last year, um, in terms of yards, I believe. And, you know, you add CD lamb to that offense. So it, it it's not like they're, uh, it's not like they're the jets, but um, you know, we talked through a lot of games. Do you want to just kind of quickly run through some of the other ones we didn't talk through? I mean, the ones yeah, we yeah. didn't talk through weren't the best games, but um, yeah, so maybe we'll do like a little quick hitter on them. Okay, so let's go through them. So let's go through – so Chicago-Detroit, I don't know if you saw the end of that game. Um, DeAndre Swift, basically – Good game. Good, great yeah, he game. Dropped it. He drops it at the end, um, literally in his hands. Like, there was no, yeah. no one, like, really swiped at the ball. It looked like he was kind of trying to catch the ball, turn up field so he can reach across the end zone. and. And he just drops the ball. So I don't really know what ended up happen, happening there. That's a tough one, especially for a rookie, um, to yep. kind of drop the ball there. And Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, a lot he, of flack. A great, a great, uh, well, who's the third? Of the, I think Miller. Um, yeah, Anthony, yeah, just Anthony threw a, Miller. A great deep ball. Yeah, great deep ball. Really accurate for once, yeah. Yeah. So I think that was uh, surprising, especially I think people thought Nick Foles would win that job coming out of camp, um, and they decided to go with Trubisky, and he ended up um, performing for for them. Um, but you know, Detroit could have won that game if DeAndre Swift doesn't drop the ball there. Um, what other yeah, games? Yeah. New my, New England Miami. Uh, we got yeah. to see Cam Newton debut. Um, does this kind of just? I mean, like Belichick is. It like, wasn't a. It was great. not a great game. Not a great game, but the fact that they win the game, um, it just yeah. kind of confirms to me. While I do think the Bills have a fairly decent shot at at claiming the AFC East crown this year, it. I mean, the Pats aren't dead until they're dead, right? <laughs> like it's they're you can't count them out until Belichick's gone. Uh, from this organization, yeah. I feel like. I mean, it, it wasn't a fun game to watch. It, it really wasn't. Um, I think I watched a little bit too much of that game, but <laughs> basically, um, I, I I was so curious how the like Patriots kind of uh, like saga would turn out with Cam. Like, obviously, a lot of hype coming out, um, but it really wasn't that fun of a game to watch. Uh, Cam looked, he looked okay, but it it didn't seem like he's he fully knew the offense yet. Um, and honestly, he, there's not many receivers to throw to besides Julian Edelman there. So I, I think that we're going to see like a lot more of those games from the Patriots where it's um, short dump off, camera running option. It, it, it's not a Control great kind of like fun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And honestly, like the Dolphins for, you know, Fitzpatrick's, three interceptions were kind of in the game right until the very end. So it, it, it really, 
the Patriots did not impress me overall. Um, I can't wait to see Tua come in. It seems like that'll happen maybe four or five more games if Fitzpatrick keeps having games like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots didn't look that great for me. So I, yeah, I, I, I think the Bills, yeah, have a good shot. So Yeah, I, I just feel like uh... – Fitzpatrick's just kind of keeping it warm, the the, the seat nice and warm for uh, Tua to come yeah, in. He knows yeah, it. yeah, he, he knows, knows the drill. Yeah. Uh, so Indianapolis, Jacksonville, I think that's surprising uh, result. Jacksonville that's winning twenty seven twenty. Gardner Minshew kind of is looking fairly decent. Um, three, three touchdowns. Well, yeah. Yeah. Nineteen for decent. twenty. Yeah. I mean, he looked decent. Uh, I believe James Robinson, who's the new running back, replacing Leonard Fournette, he ends up running for 62 yards. It, I, I feel like the Colts kind of gave, and obviously we had the first big injury uh, during this game. Marlon Mack kind of goes down. I don't know if there was an update in terms of whether or not it was an Achilles injury, but he was carted off the field. Uh, so that's not good for for Marlon Mack but maybe that's uh opens the door door for Jonathan Taylor who's their uh running back of the future over there and Rivers I think while he threw for a ton of yards he had two interceptions and I think that's Mm. ultimately why the Chargers ended up moving away from Rivers um at the end of the day uh just in terms of pushing the ball downfield things like that I think there were, yep. there were some holes there, so I don't yep. know if that. I will. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will say, you know, I saw a few plays in the in the Colts game here. Ty Hilton dropped a ton of targets. He mm-hmm. he really he dropped a few key catches um, from Rivers that probably you know could have turned around the game potentially and at least like put it into overtime. Um, so yeah, that wasn't great to see. I, I'm just kind of surprised. I think that the Jaguars, in terms of talent, offensively and you know on the defensive side too, they lost Ramsey. Um, you know, they lost another one of the defensive. Line. Like they, they, they just don't, they don't have any talent really, uh, or that much talent on this team. And for them to beat a Colts team that you know I'd say is at least like mid tier, right? It's it was, it was very surprising. Um, people were thinking, would the Jaguars go 0-16 with their talent? But, uh, yeah, clearly not. Yeah, clearly not. And then the Vegas Raiders end up beating the uh, the Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think a lot of people were a little bit – I don't know. I don't know about you, Mike, but I think a lot of people were ready to move on from uh, Derek Carr. Or, uh, and Derek Carr and whether or not he would be able to take up the mantle um, for the Vegas Raiders. But he looked fairly decent. Josh Jacobs carried the ball really well mm-hmm. for them, scored three touchdowns. Uh, Henry Ruggs kind of got loose a couple times as he, well. He looked good, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he looked quick, fast. He got open for for Carr down the field, which I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, is Carr the guy and whether or not they can move on from him? Because he did have that one year, probably I think it was like four years ago, where he 
he looked like he, he was, was like a top five and, MVP candidate, yeah. Right, top five MVP candidate. And I think that's where people were like, had these raised expectations for him. In the past couple of years, he's fallen off a little bit, but they were able to come out with a win against uh, Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater ended up getting his uh, first start on this new team here. Ex-Jet Robbie Anderson as well, um, catching a catching a seventy-five yard bomb uh, yep. from Bridgewater. So that was uh, really interesting to see. And I wonder whether or not, as we move forward, CMC kind of it it really depends on on him, um, the offense for Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I'll say I just I, I don't like either of these teams really for the no. Huh? I don't either. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I'm not crazy. They're solid. I mean, they're. I think, but both are solid. Obviously, you have Christian McCaffrey on one, and then on the Raiders, you know, Rugs, Jacobs, Waller. It, it's a solid team. It's a solid team. But um, seven and nine, six <laughs> or uh, six and ten. Yeah, for so sure. Both. Like more of what we've seen from seen from the Raiders over the past couple of years. So, you know, the John Gruden, yep. you know, 10-year contract, that's going to be a long one for the Davises to, to swallow. Yep. yep. So, one last game, which kind of brings us to one of the themes that we've had, we've had running for the past year or so, or a couple of years in terms of uh, struggles with the kicking game. Uh, I don't know if you saw the last probably fourth quarter last couple minutes of that charger Cincinnati game Joe Burrow looked like he was gonna lead the the Bengals to a game tying field goal and Randy Bullock shanks a field goal and then immediately reaches down as he seems like he pulled his calf muscle as he went through uh that that field goal and missed attempt and you kind of saw that meme of of Joe Burrow's face just like dang I can't believe he missed that yeah Yeah. so um it was that was that was a tough one for Joe Burrow's first game that that (laughs) yeah I mean it was a Chargers team that was definitely very it, it was looking to be beat the Chargers just wanted to be put away but yeah, I, I think one takeaway from it, Burroughs looked – I mean, he looked okay in his debut, not a spectacular one. Um, but that line is – that line is atrocious for the Bengals. Like, both uh, – <laughs> like, the uh, – it, it seemed like Burroughs, like, getting pressured on every single play. So, they they still have a lot to do to fix up that line uh, in Cincinnati over there. But, yeah, a rough one. Yeah, I do have to say, yeah, I do have to say Burrow did look good on that final drive. He actually threw a game-winning touchdown, and then A.J. Mm -hmm. Green got called for offensive pass interference right before uh, Randy Bullock shanks that field goal, uh, a 31-yard field goal. And I think that's a tough way to lose the game. Just on an offensive pass interference call, and then right after – 30 yard field goal, right? Yeah, it was a it was a fairly short field goal. I think it was about the yardage of an extra point 
and it was just a cold shank and then he immediately reached for his leg so that was that was a tough one to see and watch um especially with Joe Burrow with with it being Joe Burrow's first game um in the NFL and then Mike the last game that we have to get to is, and probably should get into just because as much as it paints both me and you, the Jets versus the Bills, this is the one that we didn't really get to hit before. But do you even want to, like, yeah. get into it? Because it was well, not good. Like, Darnold didn't yeah. look good. Um, the play Darnold did not was just not Gage great either. coach fired, potentially. Yeah, I think I'm taking the odds, right? Like, I don't know if, yeah. uh, like, if the I mean, Doug Marone just saved his job, so he bought himself yeah, I know. another few weeks. Yeah, exactly. I just don't know if Chris Johnson no, it, and Woody it, Johnson are gonna be able to let him go, but it just seemed to me that they didn't have it play calling wise he didn't have it maybe they're limited because off the offensive weapons weren't there levy on bell wasn't like he ends up getting um hurt in the middle of the game hurt his hamstring um yeah it didn't didn't look good though even before that so yeah it, it just didn't look good and like Darnold missed a lot of throws. Like he was, he was not accurate in the game. Granted, it was windy up in Buffalo, but he wasn't accurate. And when he was accurate, guys were dropping passes. So it wasn't, it wasn't great stuff to be able to like watch that game. And at the end of it, like they had flickers of like, yeah, no, they, in terms of okay. like if Darnold would kind of led them down the field, they were, they could have been within one possession and they just kind of struggled to get anything going. Um, yeah. And in, 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 during that game, and it was just really yeah. tough to, to watch. It, it was a sad game to watch. I, I mostly caught the first half and part of the third quarter where I started to gain some hope because the Jets looked like they, they had some life there, but Darnold just, I, I'm not going to say it's Darnold. He, he didn't look bad, right? He it, it was just like, okay, right? And you, you can't – you're not going to get it done against the Bills at home. And the Bills are a good team this year. Their defense is really solid. And, you know, when Frank Gore's your primary running back, it, it's not scaring anyone. So, it's it was a rough game. Not many bright spots at all, actually, to be frank. So – um, yeah, I mean, my, I'm not really looking forward to this year for our Jets. Very yeah, it doesn't seem like a very positive year. And honestly, I think there's a lot of lot of people concerned about whether or not Darnold is the guy at quarterback. And, you know, I think especially with Josh Allen uh, b- being up in Buffalo and doing fairly well as their quarterback and being in the same draft class as Darnold's them being really close friends and them hanging out during quarantine and training together. I think there's a lot of questions as to whether or not the Jets chose the right quarterback there. Um, Lamar Jackson, if you remember, was taken a lot later on 
within in the first round by Baltimore and you know just seeing how dynamic he looks um over he the past so couple good. of years over the past couple of years and the offense centered around him it just makes you concerned and questioned as question as to whether or not Darnold has the right coaching staff and pieces around him to help him succeed and at the end of the day it's it's so tough because Darnold doesn't like he probably has the worst supporting cast around him offensively um just look at his wide receivers in comparison to any other wide receiving group and it's nowhere it's probably the worst in the league and it's just tough to see that as combined with the play calling that Gaze um, called today. So I don't know where we go from here. It seems like Gaze is the one that's, it, you know, I, it's it's tough to always talk about like people getting fired and losing their job, but it does not look good for Adam Gaze moving forward. Yeah, it, it was bad. I mean, we, we can kind of move on, but. Yeah, let's um, move on. So, Mike, we didn't get to give our playoff picks and preview picks, so let's do that. Um, Mike, who are um, who are your playoff teams this year in both the ASC and the NFC? Yeah, so, you know, we all know there's a big change in the playoffs this year with the seventh wildcard team um, for each of the conferences. Um but yeah, I mean, starting off with the AFC first, I'll, I'll kind of just name who I have in my seven. Maybe not kind of ordering it quite yet, um, but we could talk about the ordering. But yeah, for me, for the AFC, I have the Bills uh, winning, winning the AFC East. For the AFC North, I have the Ravens. For the AFC South, uh, I I like I like the Titans. I like the Titans. It definitely helps that the Colts and Texans lost uh, this week. But, yeah, I mean, the Colts, you can't lose to the Jaguars. And the Texans, no more Hopkins. I I think this is a year kind of Bill O'Brien's, like, kind of regular season streak kind of ends a little bit. But I like the Titans to win the AFC South. Um, on the AFC West, clearly the Chiefs are kind of a, in a class of their own. Um, even amongst their division, even within the whole conference, they're kind of just the class to beat, right? So I like. So you got four there. Yep. And then yeah, three in, in more. Terms, in, ter- in terms of the wild card teams, I like the Patriots, unfortunately, the Steelers, and in terms of that last one, I I did like the Browns actually, but that game was was a real it was tough brutal. Watch. It was a real it was tough watch. Brutal to watch. Um, they, you know, they, make make. I don't know if the Ravens. Yeah. 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 That did not look great at all. Uh, Mayfield struggled. But when you think how much talent that the, the Browns have, like, like I think Chubb is like a top three running back, to be frank. Like, he had a bad fumble, but when you just watch the guy, he, he looked unbelievable. Um, and then you have OBJ. They improved the line. The defense is solid, has some playmakers. It just doesn't make any sense. They have a decent coach now, Stefanski. So I thought the Browns could be like that seventh team, but that was a a real tough watch, a really, really tough one. Um, 
So let mm. me give my AFC picks, and then we can move on to the NFC together. Then. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go Raiders then for now. Raiders. Okay. Okay. So my they look seven good. team. They look pretty solid. Yeah, so, so my seven teams were um, so AFC East. I had Buffalo winning. AFC North, Baltimore. Mm-hmm. AFC South. I actually had Houston winning. Even I, and I think the reason being, I am not a huge lover of the Houston team. I just think I believe in Deshaun Watson a little bit more than Ryan Tannehill, and that's pretty much why I would be betting on Houston um, in that in that division. Mm-hmm. And then in the AFC West, it's pretty clear. But the Kansas City Chiefs, and then my three. Um, I guess playoffs slash wild card teams would be New England, Pittsburgh, and then Tennessee. So that's the, the, so those were the seven uh, that I had uh, moving. So I, I guess our only difference there is Houston, correct? You didn't have Houston um, at all. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I mean. You would think that the AFC South is a pretty weak division, and the Texans got to play the Jaguars twice, and um, I mean the Colts didn't look great either, and the Titans games you, you would think are kind of toss up. So yeah, I mean I, I I could totally see the Texans making it out. They have some talent. They definitely have the best quarterback in that division. Um, yeah, I I think it makes some sense, but I uh, I like the Titans defense. I like King Henry still. For me, I'll, I'll give the slight edge to the Titans. Got it. All right, so, Mike, let's move on to the NFC um, NFC side, and then we could kind of give our preliminary Super Bowl picks before we close out the pod. Yep. Yeah, I mean, for the NFC, um, starting off with the NFC East, for me, I, I still <laughs> – the Washington football team – uh, kind of leading the division looks hilarious right now, but I like the Dallas Cowboys. This team is is so talented, right? They're I, so talented, I, but they they just I, find I ways really to like lose. This. Yeah, but I I think the Rams are a really really good team actually. So I I, I like interesting. The okay, here. got it. Um, NFC North Packers for me. I I I don't quite buy like all of the kind of drop-off from the Packers. Um, not much has changed since last year. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I like the Packers. It, it was kind of sad, like, weird to see that they, you know, drafted a, a quarterback in the first round when they could still be a contender. So that was kind of a weird move, to be honest. Um, but maybe it makes Aaron Rodgers upset and he plays better from it. So. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Maybe it like, pissed him off enough uh, to kind of play exactly play better. He looked pissed off. He looked he looked it so he 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 looked good. So I, I like the Packers there. Um, NFC South, the Saints, uh, and for the NFC West, I I like the Seahawks to win the division. Um, okay, yeah, that that division is loaded. So in terms of my wild cards, I'll have. Uh, oof. It, it's really tough for the NFC, but I like the Rams. In ter- uh, the 49ers, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. Do you see regret? Uh, do you see regression there uh, for the Rams and the for or for the Forty Niners? Um, just not being able to repeat some of their Super Bowl um, success last year. I I I don't think that they're going to make a Super Bowl. Um, to be honest, like that defense t- took a step back with DeForest Buckner. Now, uh, I believe he's on the Colts, right? So. Yep. I I I don't quite see it for the 49ers, but it's such a hard it's such a hard division too. But yeah, I'll I'll go Rams. I like the Falcons as well. And Falcons, okay. La- yeah, they're kind of my my seventh seed here. And there's always like I'm kind of debating between the Bucks, Cardinals, and the 49ers. And I guess my instinct is to go with uh, the 49ers. Okay, so you, that's interesting. You have Brady not making the playoffs in the NFC. It's it's a tough one. I mean, the Falcons, Bucks, 49ers, to me, seem like it's kind of a toss-up, even with the Rams up there, too. Right? Mm. But those teams seem to be like that kind of middle tier. And yeah, I, I mean, obviously in the Buccaneers, like Tom Brady didn't look like the part quite yet, and he still looks like he's adjusting to things. For the Falcons, um, our boy Young Play Koo, with I think he's five for five on onsides, but the Falcons, it 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 seems like they have a lot of talent too, but that defense is just you can't, it, it's just not very trustworthy, but. Um, I mean, I really like Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and uh, Todd Gurley. So, I, I like the Falcons this year. And, um, yeah, I mean, Rams, 49ers. Obviously, we talked about the talent on both those teams. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave the Bucks out for now. They haven't proved it. All right. That'll be interesting. Okay. So, for my NFC team, um, NFC teams in the East, I actually have the Philadelphia Eagles winning. Um, that doesn't look great, especially after coming, um, but that or uh, come after coming uh, and watching today. But I actually had them winning the East. To me, I think while Dallas is super talented, I don't believe it yet until it happens. Like that's the team that they need to prove me wrong first before things happen um and i'm not sure if they'll be able to do that um so i got philly in the east then in the north i have green bay like you in the south i have new orleans and then in the west i actually have seattle um as well i just think russell wilson is really good i think jamal adams who the jets ended up trading for couple of picks and Bradley McDougal too I thought looked okay today um I I think is going to change some of the demeanor on that Seahawks defense and Wilson looked incredibly good so I have Seattle winning the West he looks like he wants that MVP right he does and then and, and then the three playoff teams or three wild card teams along with those divisional winners I have Dallas, I have Tampa Bay, and then I have 
San Francisco. So I don't have the Rams in there. Um, which, Interesting. Which is, for me, I think they lost a couple pieces in the offseason defensively, and I wasn't sure how they would hold up defensively. But obviously they got, they got that key win against Dallas um, today, which could possibly factor into – the playoff picture even this early on especially with a head-to-head win uh between them so i don't have the rams going to the playoffs and so and this was like prior to to watching the games uh mind you so that i mean those are my picks but i i think so we our difference is there i have the eagles going to the playoffs you don't and then you and you have la instead of the eagles going and then I also have San San Fran going, right? And you don't. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think we it, chose a two lot, different teams. A lot you of chose really Atlanta. The NFC. Yeah, you chose Atlanta and LA to make it, while I chose San Francisco, the Eagles. You didn't have the Bucks either, did you? I, I didn't have the Bucks. I mean, but looking at that schedule, <laughs> it's a it's a pretty nice schedule that they uh, they have. Yep. They have the Panthers, Broncos, Chargers, um, Bears, Packers, Raiders, Giants. I mean, you would think that they go what like six and two for those games, um, but it does it does kind of get a lot harder uh, for the back half of that schedule. So we'll see. Yeah, and also and also it takes time. I think what we saw today from Brady and and the offense, it just takes time to you to get the chemistry and Brady's playing in, in an offense that he's never played in for the first time in, you know, 20 something years. So it's, it's a, it's a little bit weird to kind of see him in that Jersey and those different colors. And then Gronkowski as well. Um, who ended up playing only didn't have that much of an impact, but coming back from retirement was pretty much a non-factor in today's game. So it's, yep. it'll be interesting to see, but it just seems like they're so talented um, on both sides of the ball that it would be tough in my mind to see them miss the playoffs. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. Mike, let's give our Super Bowl picks then. Um, I'm kind of curious to see who you have, um, in the Super Bowl and your Super Bowl winner. Yeah, so I have the Chiefs <laughs> coming out of the AFC. Um, I mean, I just don't I, – I, I can't trust what's called playoff Lamar. As much as I love mm. the guy, I, I, I love him. I love him. You, he's so fun to watch. He's so good. But, you know, Mahomes and that, that team and – I think the Chiefs are the team to beat still overall. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just have the Chiefs kind of running it back. And on the NFC, it's I think the level, the average level of play might be higher for the playoff teams, but it's a little bit more wide open. Like there's no clear Chiefs team in my opinion. So, um, man, Cowboys, Saints. Seahawks, Rams. Hmm. It, I'm kind of narrowing it down between the Saints and the Seahawks. I'll, I'll put. 
the Saints, they kill me every year, Kev. You know, I mean, do. you know, it must every kill single year. It must kill every fan that's a fan of the New Orleans Saints, especially with the brutal playoff losses they have. But you kind of figure, like, one of these years, like, don't you think the football gods just kind of look favorably upon them once? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't want I mean, to convince you of something you don't want to be convinced of, but uh, yeah, I just it, it just seems tough that that's going to be the their playbook every single year where they're super talented, but they just end up yeah. faltering by a fluke play or something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'm, I'll go with the Saints again. Okay, I, I picked them last year as well. Um, but I'll pick the Saints again. It's it kind of hard toss up between the Seahawks, Cowboys as well. But um, yeah, I'll take the Saints. Hmm. All right. So I actually have. Um, and and what? Who's your who's your uh, Super Bowl winner? The Chiefs. I think I think the Chiefs win. Okay. I'm actually going a little bit differently than you. Um, I'm actually mm-hmm. choosing Lamar uh, and Baltimore to make the Super Bowl. Um, they look they look so good today. They looked really good. I did have them prior to it, and I and it's not like I think Mahomes and the Chiefs are. I think it's gonna be the that's gonna be the AFC Championship game. I just have mm-hmm. a feeling from the Chiefs' perspective, defensively, they're a little bit more vulnerable than the Ravens are in my book. And if we're just looking long-term, I think that's probably where Baltimore is a little bit better than, than Kansas city. Um, and right. it's all pretty much what Lamar can do um, in the playoffs. And that's where, that's where maybe I early, early season prediction where you swing it. Um, and obviously Mahomes is the playoff experience and he can pretty much dig any team out of a hole. They pretty much look, yep. my friends were kind of making this comparison, but they pretty much look like the new past in terms of like Mahomes is, is the guy. And as long as you have Mahomes, you always have a shot and it's a fairly easy 13 and three. And like, you don't look back. Um, I kind of, see it that way as well and I think this is the AFC championship game I just think Baltimore is going to be able to come through this year just because they'll be a little bit more motivated coming off of that terrible loss uh to the Titans and then in the NFC I actually have the Saints and I have the Saints winning the the Super Bowl this year um interesting the only reason why the only reason I think I think Breeze kind of goes out on top, goes out on top, and then he ends up retiring after Retired. this year, after winning winning the Super Bowl. But it, yeah, I, it's I a nice story. But can you? I like the narrative. Like, I I just don't think that any team could stack up with the Chiefs. Like I'm playing now with that Ravens Chiefs game in my head, and I, I'm just like, hey, like if it's gonna go to a shootout in the playoffs between Mahomes and Lamar, I, I can't wait to see it. But I think Mahomes just wins that. Like he has the. I, I also don't think the Ravens really have the weapons as much as like the Chiefs, right? Um, 
the defense is is, is better, but I don't think that any defense can really stop Mahomes. Um, yeah. And certainly, no, I, I don't think the Ravens defense is good enough. And so you look at the offenses, like Chiefs got better, right? Ravens, like another year of, I, I guess, development for, um, you know, Marquise Brown and Boykin, but it's, in terms of firepower, I'm taking the, the Chiefs every day, and I, I just play that game in my head, and I, I can't – I think the Chiefs just have too much offensive firepower, to be frank. So Yeah, yeah, they're – and they are the popular the popular pick, and it wouldn't surprise me, me if they won, actually. It's just more of me playing yeah. like, all right, we'll see. It, it's all it's tough to get to the Super Bowl every year. Uh, yeah. The the Patriots prove that every single year that it's real. Even the Patriots never, you know, it was tough for them to make it every single year. Yeah. Um, yep. So that and with the, the Ravens now, yeah, right. Like, can't you see them losing to like the Bills or something in the playoffs or like the Titans again? Like, just a team that has a really solid defense. The fast defense that can stick to the receivers and 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 like really game plan and have like two weeks of film on Lamar. Like I'm, yeah, I I I just don't. I don't know the Ravens in the yeah. playoffs. It's, uh, it's it's been a rough. It's all about years, but I think it's the maturation process that's going to take place for uh, Lamar. That hopefully he's able to have learned something and during that playoff experience to see uh, whether or not things change um, in the playoffs. And I feel like I he, think a lot he needs like yep. I feel like he needs like another receiver though too, right? Yeah, it's not crazy to think that they won't win, like make it to the Super Bowl. It's just me kind of playing the probability slash odds of whether or not uh things can happen so i think that's that's kind of how i see it but i wouldn't i totally wouldn't be surprised if the chiefs won so i got baltimore uh new orleans with new orleans pulling it out and michael has uh the chiefs to beat the saints in the super bowl so we finally got our picks out albeit one week late mike but uh is there anything else that you want to uh say I'm just excited to see football back on our television screens now that we are, uh, you know, amidst this crazy coronavirus um, and all of the things that are happening in this world. It's nice to have some form of regularity within our sports content out right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a good week one. Um, there's so many good sports things going on right now with this and playoff basketball. Um, and it's yeah, kind of wild back too. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think about fan, or, uh, basketball and all the sports that are being played right now. U.S. Open for for tennis was on mm-hmm. this weekend. Naomi Osaka won. I mean, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Open for golf is this coming weekend. So there's just a lot of sports like that are happening and it's pretty crazy all the events that are going to be happening this fall um you know so i'm really excited to to see what happens with uh with football basketball and all the sports like mike before i let you go how how'd your fantasy week go 
uh, going into to Monday night's games. It, it's looking good. It's looking great because um, okay, that's that's a that's um a change in tune from all of what we heard last season. So uh, that's a positive. Well, well, most years, you know, I'm 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 competing for championships, but uh, last year was a rough one. Most other years, I'm, you know, in the playoffs, semifinals, finals. But uh, last year was a really rough year. I even thought about hanging it up, but I'm back for Ooh, one more year. Okay, it's it's it. It, it wasn't a great draft position. I had the eighth draft pick. I uh, okay. I messed up Not with a great my pick. first pick, but everything else is looking pretty good so far. Chubb, I, I took Chubb over CH, and immediately regretted it the days after. It's, it's the, such a big regret. Spot. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, Especially but, after uh, Calvin this Ridley. Yeah. Calvin Ridley and his uh, garbage time uh, touchdown. Really saying oh, you will. Here, so. You will see. I, so I had Julio Jones last year, and you will see plenty of that with Matt Ryan and uh, it seems like they love garbage time more than any other team that I have ever watched. Uh, like Matt Ryan could just be struggling all day and nothing offensively gets going. And then when things, when teams sit back in the zone, they like love to rip teams apart that way. So I'm sure you'll see a lot of Calvin Ridley late production where you're worried he's going to get you three points and, and then he ends up with 15. Um, so yeah, and, that that seems highly likely uh, throughout the season. And now you know why I like the Falcons this year. <laughs> exactly. Um, are, that's kind of interesting. Eighth pick. I so I so I'm in two uh, pretty serious leagues. One that I co-manage with uh, my good friend Andrew Kim. But in the league that there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of controversy over the past couple of years, a lot of, um, a lot of trade controversy, a lot of these things going on. Um, I ended up getting the sixth pick in that, in that draft. So I ended up getting Dalvin Cook. Um, Austin mm. Eckler today did not, not impress not. me. Nope. Not in, not particularly impressive. He was my second uh, round pick, and he didn't get any targets um, receiving-wise, which was his bread and butter all of last year when Melvin Gordon wasn't playing for them. So I'm a little confused as to why Anthony Lynn kind of moved away from him offensively in the past game. Um, they kind of ran him like Melvin Gordon in terms of giving him the amount of touches that a lead back would get, but didn't really feature him um, in the passing game. So I was a little surprised by that. Um, I'm down by 20 points with Ben Roethlisberger and AJ Brown left. And the other team has, the I think, I think and, and the other team has a Tennessee defense. So it's going to be a tight one uh, heading into Monday night. So I'm a that little tight, worried yeah. about that. So, um, yeah, I mean, my team, I got OBJ, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown as my flex, Dalvin Cook, Eckler, Darren Waller, Ben Roethlisberger as my QB. That's the spot I'm a little worried about. I kind of waited, and then the guys in front of me decided to uh, – screw me over when I thought I was going to get someone like uh, Aaron Rodgers or someone like um, K 
Cam Newton, someone like that. I thought I was going to get Cam or Tom Brady. And, uh, yeah, I had to settle for Big Ben um, and his right elbow, which I'm a little bit worried about. Um, so that's all, 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 that's pretty much my team. I'm pretty happy with the picks that I had, like coming out of the draft. Like I was fairly happy with it, but I'm down by 20 points, uh, with, uh, the two players I mentioned, Roethlisberger and Brown going up against Tennessee. So we'll see what happens. It should be tight. Um, a tight a one, one yeah. to, to finish that one off. So, um, Mike, are there any players like looking from week one that you're kind of like, if this guy's on the waiver wire, um, that's who I'm thinking about picking up. I I liked what I saw from Dallas Goddard. Um, okay. Yeah. He, he was one that, so depending if you're on like a 10 person or in our 12 person league, he's in, he's a name yeah. that I'm kind of looking at because Higby looked okay for me, but um, at least for these next few weeks, it, it does seem like Carson Wentz is going to kind of rely on Goddard uh, quite a bit. And Ertz, uh, I think he got a little banged up. So that is definitely a name that you want to look for. He had 20 points today. Um, and especially at the tight end position, that's, those are, those are some huge 20 points. Um, besides that, who else? I, you know, you might want to look at someone like Naheem Hines. He, with, you know, Mac out, he could be a good waiver wire kind of pickup. Um, yeah, I, I'd say those two looked like pretty decent ones that could be on the waiver wires for folks um, that you might want to pick up. Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm just looking at the waiver wire uh, right now for me, and there's a couple of guys on the waiver wire that I'm a little surprised to see Um and I'm in a 12-team league as well. So we, I, you mentioned uh, Hines, who I think is probably the, the hot pickup for this upcoming week. Um, I think Joshua Kelly is another, another name to look out for, at, for the Chargers, um, who looked fairly decent in that backfield, stealing carries away from Austin Eckler, who I probably have to kind of pick up. Peyton Barber kind of vultured a couple touchdowns as well. He got 17 carries, but only ran it for 29 yards, mm-hmm. but got two touchdowns. So that's another possibility. I got Sammy Watkins available in my league. And also, for some reason, Philip Lindsay's available in the league as well. So those are a couple of guys. Up. I know. There are a couple guys that are available that are somewhat enticing uh, possibilities for for waiver wire pickups. Uh, Mike, one thing that I'm I'm curious about: Have you you have do you guys have any like IR spots because of COVID this year? Or no, we do. So we have uh, two IR spots. Oh, that's interesting. So being able to just pick up a couple IR guys, uh, maybe that mm-hmm. might be valuable down the road. Could be a good way to to hold some guys. So that'll be an interesting strategy that I'm curious whether some, some guys will be um, utilizing that type of strategy. Yeah. Interestingly, Malcolm Brown's on ours and um, Ooh, yeah, hopefully, a- <laughs> I, I got to pick him up. I mean, I have Cam Akers too, but Malcolm Brown yeah. looked great. <laughs> he looked really good. Um, so that's, 
possibly someone that you uh, you would think about picking up there as well, Mike. Um, Mike, as always, thanks for coming on to the pod. Uh, I'm sure we can. We'll we'll probably. We'll probably be doing check-ins every two weeks, uh, especially with the schedule that we have. And maybe I'll be bringing on guests on the weeks that you aren't available to come on. So, Mike, thanks again for always coming on. We got our Super Bowl picks in, um, albeit one week late. Some, Some people might think we watch the games thinking that we have the upper hand, which is fair. To be to be fair, which is fair. We're we're just really busy this week. Uh Mike, mm-hmm. so thanks again for coming on.